Hello everyone, my name is Carolyn. Welcome to the Saving for Your First Home podcast. I am the CEO of The Financial Moment. We offer money coaching for those who are ready and willing to make financial changes in their lives. For the most of us, there comes a point in time where we think to ourselves, it would be really nice to own property. But it sometimes can feel like a pipe dream and not very easily obtainable. So I created this podcast to give you all the information and tools you need to take the steps forward toward home ownership. Take it from me, my husband and I started our lives together working part-time jobs with a young child. Fast forward through many hiccups and failures, we stepped our feet into our very first home. For us, it was a pile of dirt, but eventually our family home was built on that dirt. Now we are in the midst of growing our investment property portfolio. I created the Savings for Your First Home podcast to give you easy, actionable tools for you to do the same. If you have that same gut feeling that I did and want to create a life for yourself and your growing family, but don't know where to start, you are in the right place. Let's do this. Hello, everyone. I'm pretty excited about today's episode because it's our first Q&A. We're going to ask and answer questions that you have about saving for your first home. There is so much information out there when it comes to purchasing a home, but little is told about saving for the down payment and other costs. So the first question that I most get commonly asked is, how much? How much do I need to save to buy a property? Now the answer to this question is a bit complex and it may require a lot of self-analysis to determine the right amount. But let's talk about a couple scenarios. The first is you have no savings, you are starting from scratch, ground zero. In this case, you're going to need to investigate what the banks require to provide you with a mortgage. Currently, for my Canadian audience, you are able to purchase a home with a minimum of 5% down if the home is less than 500000 If you're looking for a home that is greater than 500000 and less than $1 million, you'll need to add 10% for the portion that is above 500000 So for example, if you wanted a house that was valued at 600000 you would need 25000 which is the first 5% for the first 500000 plus 10000 which is 10% of the 100000 to total $35,000. Now, what about the people who have some savings? This is where you're going to need to pay close attention to where your savings are stored. Are they in an RRSP? Are they in a TFSA, an EFT, or other savings accounts? Now, the reason why I say this is because there are incentives provided by the government that will allow you to withdraw your money for the purchase of your first home without penalties or tax implications. But we will discuss this in a further episode. Another scenario is perhaps you have the good fortune to receive a gift from your parents or your family to assist with the down payment. Now the rules are different depending on the country that you live in, so make sure to do your research. In Canada, there are no implications, but generally the banks need to understand that there is no obligation to pay the funds back. So as you can see, just based on these three scenarios, the answer to how much do I need varies. Now, if we go back to some of the foundational work that was discussed in our prior episodes, you'd know if you have a positive cash flow at the end of every month that can in turn be used towards your down payment. So let's walk through a scenario. 
I have $500 every month as a positive cash flow to save towards a down payment for my first home. If I save that amount for a period of one year, I'll have $6,000. Now saving at this rate will take me just over four years to come up with $25,000. This is enough to purchase a $500,000 house. If you're not starting from ground zero and you have some savings or perhaps gifts, the amount allocated doesn't change, you've just accelerated the time frame in which you have to get the total amount required. Now, just a note that the down payment is just the minimum that the bank requires for a mortgage. There are a lot of other fees and costs to consider, which we'll discuss again at another time. Four years can seem like a long time, which is why you should start saving as soon as possible. Elementary, high school, through college, no time is too soon. But for those that are starting from ground zero, I don't want you to despair. There are a lot of ways to accelerate that time frame. Which leads me to the next most commonly asked question. Should I save or invest? Now this is an interesting question because when you first hear it, it seems as though you have to do one or the other. However, this isn't the case. Saving for your first home doesn't always mean that you're tucking money away in a low bearing interest account. Now I'm not here to provide you with investment advice, so definitely go out and investigate your options. I'm just saying that your savings can also be invested. If you diversify your portfolio, you can protect your savings from a fluctuating market. So let's walk through a simple example. Most savings accounts will provide 1 to maybe 3% return on the amount saved. This isn't really going to boost your savings. However, it will provide 100% protection from any losses that could occur in an investment. Now, on the other hand, if you have invested in a low-risk EFT index or a virtual fund, it may provide a slightly better return. Keep in mind, all investments come with a risk, so it's important to understand your time frame and your risk tolerance before allocating any of your savings. Okay, we have time for one more. This question is one of the most popular questions. Should I rent or purchase a home? This is a hot topic, especially in a market where interest rates are on the rise. So I'm not going to get into great detail on this one, but instead give you two scenarios to think about. If you're anything like I was, staying on top of your budget is not an easy task. Paycheck to paycheck would go by and you're no further ahead. For my listeners, I am giving you this free guide that is going to take you to the next level. It's got 10 easy tips to follow to help you stay on track with your budget. Just head to thefinancialmoment.com backslash budget dash tips. Enter your information and you can download this guide right now. Number one, if you're living at home with your parents and you've been able to begin the savings process, is it worth it taking those savings and using them to invest in an asset or leave them in a savings account and move out and pay rent? Now this is where goal setting is super important. I want you to check out episode number four if you want to get really clear on those goals. So then ask yourself if you're in it for the long run. Because interest rates are on the rise, it may take you longer for you to build equity in the home, and you may feel that your money is better to stay invested. 
However, I want you to remember that the mortgage payment isn't just going to a landlord. You are putting that money into the equity of your own asset, in which you can sell when it's most advantageous. Then scenario number two. If you are currently renting, I don't want you to think that you are just throwing your money away. Rent is part of the cost of living. It provides flexibility and it can be a lot less than the monthly expenses of owning your own home. So you need to be ready to purchase a home, not just financially, but to assume the responsibility that it brings. The reward of owning your own home provides a sense of stability and community It builds equity and it puts you in a position to make money if home prices are rising. So the choice is yours and you need to weigh all of the factors before making this decision. Just remember that keeping your budget on track will prepare you when you're ready to make this big purchase. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, please submit them to me. You can DM me on Instagram or Facebook as I personally respond to all inquiries. And you can also reach me via email, info at thefinancialmoment.com. So I hope to hear from you and we will include your questions in our next Q&A in November. Take care, guys. Thank you for listening. We are committed to helping you place your very first steps into your new home. See you next time.